Welcome to the Divide Council Podcast. Uh, this is episode 38, and uh, this is your boy, Marquay. And this is Stefan. And uh, peace and greeting from the sign of the rising sun. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, how's it been, Stefan? How's it uh, been since the last episode? Uh, for me, it's been good. Uh, last episode was almost two weeks ago that we did, so we had a break. And uh, last week, man, I was just, you know, it's just the same routine, just working from home and just went on my off time, just uh, just been watching movies and TV shows and playing 2K. And I didn't got back into playing my team, man. And um, I ain't going to lie, like, I, I was so bored. And it's so late in the year, and I wanted to get my team right. I, I spent a little on some VC, and um, I've just been doing that, just been messing around with that. And also, today, fast forward, forward everything, I'm also been, you know, going out uh, for walks, trying to get some exercise in, and... Uh, Earlier today, I had also got one of those um, Nano S ledgers. So that should be coming within the next week or so, you know, for the crypto, uh, for my crypto stash that I got. And uh, also over the week, I was uh, over the past two weeks, I was talking to a couple people about uh, investing and stuff and you know, just trying to get people's minds <clears throat> aligned to that. But uh, other than that, man, I just been today mainly. I just been kicking back, just the same old, just two K on YouTube and watch ca- caught up on a couple shows that I've been watching. And you know, it's my my routine is kind of uh, it's it's very redundant now, man. It's like. When we get out of this, it's like I don't even know how I'm going to readjust to being able to do whatever I want again, you know? So, what about you? Yeah. You know, it's it's that's that, it, it's extremely interesting that you talk about TK because <laughs> I haven't paid it. I haven't, like, even – I had a little run where I was, I was watching a lot of 2K videos. So, like, you know, I didn't get 2K20 this year. Um, I took the year off, but I had, a, I mean, from, for a good little while, like I was watching a lot of 2k, uh, YouTubers. Cause even though I didn't like, I didn't like the way the game played. And just personally, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to play it this year. Um, you know, that's just, you know, just how, how I felt. I just didn't really feel like playing it, but like I was watching hella YouTubers, you know, they do different challenges and, uh, you know, my players and my teams and stuff like that. I think it's still very interesting to watch it. Um, but I, you know, since since all this stuff has happened with what's going on, um, my mind hasn't really been on on 2K, but I mean, for like for a good couple months. But like, it's so weird because right before this video, the algorithms hit my YouTube. And for like the last like hour and a half, I've been watching this YouTuber do different uh, challenges on um, on 2K20. Like he did one where he just he re- revamped the uh two thousand the twenty ten decade. I got that. And I got that same video when my recommended. 
Bruh, it's, I think it's so weird. Like I watched that and he did one where he uh he made a shot, he made he made a Shaq and he redid his career and Shaq was like straight dominant. But I thought that was interesting that you said that you brought that up because that's what I was watching right, right before um we started the podcast. So yeah, but me, you know, um I've been doing the same thing, you know, still just on my on my job thing, you know. Um invest paying attention to my investing like as we'll talk later in this episode because I, I really feel like i can't i really feel like i can't have a discussion i can't i can't open my mouth without talking about what's really going what's going on um so yeah well when it comes to you know the economy and finances i've been fo- you know focusing on that currently i got um a, a good little stretch of time off i won't I won't be going back to work till next weekend. So I got like eight days off. Nice. So I'm going to just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this. And I get, I'm going to get seven days off uh, the week after next for my, for my birthday week. Uh, so I got a, I got a good little schedule chunk coming up, but, um, you know, just focusing on, uh, you know, on what's going, what's happening and, you know, uh, my career and kind of where, where, everything's going to go from here. Um, as we know, as we talk offline, we kind of sense that uh, in a matter of moments, our life probably would never be the same again. So like kind of on my daily basis, I've been kind of, I've been peeping, I've been dealing with a different type of energy. It's like in a way, it's like I've been kind of shifting to kind of, it's like, it's like the most high is like kind of shifting my life to kind of prepare me for what I'm about to get into before I get into it. It's kind of weird, man. Like, you know, I've been kind of been challenged more by uh, people. I don't know. I feel like people are, people want to challenge me more, even though I really don't want to, even though I really been chilling basically. Yeah. I started to realize, you know, like I told my mom, like, I, I mean, I, it's hard to really explain, but like I told my mom, you know, not, you know, when people become celebrities or whatever, when people become famous, it's like they have to deal with people, you know, looking at their lives in the microscopes and people trying to slight them and trying to always get a level up on them. And, you know, they can never do right. And I, I kind of feel like I'm kind of tra- I'm getting trained. I'm in the training of that right now. Um, That's because all the other stuff. That's interesting. It's weird. It's weird. You know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to you know, the, the financial, the financial, uh, shift that's going on. Yeah. Um, I think at this point it's like, you know, it, it for a lot of people it's, it's guaranteed for you to be a part of something big that's coming up. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm kind of trying to cope with like, I never thought it's like, I'm trying to cope with how am I going to react to this shit, man? Like, how am I going to like, how am I going to be be able to, you know, like, how am I going to be able to follow through with, with with this shit? Because it's like, I don't know, you may experience this too. It's like, you can talk to certain people. It's like the majority of people you talk about this current global situation and domestic situation, it's like a very small group of people can see the shit for what it really is. And it's like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter, like, you can... I don't know. You could talk until you turn purple. It's like the mass majority of people, they just can't see what's going on. 
they can't. They can't really see what's going on. And that makes me realize that the most high is grooming a 1%. And he's a grooming a new 1%. And that new 1% are the ones who get what's going on. Oh, and, or the ones who, or the ones who care, at the end. the ones. I, I agree, and that's what I try to explain to one of my coworkers. It's like I think this new one percent are like literal angels. It's like the ones who care. It's like you're about to start seeing what you. It's going to start with a transition of wealth, and what you're going to start to see is you're going to start seeing a new global one percent. But this new global one percent is going to be a one percent of of. Like the mindset is going to be a group of people that of, of elites that we've never seen before, and you know, I, I, to put it into perspective, I think you know what we're going into is we're about to see what I read. What I read somewhere was like at one point a walking billionaire was formed, and but now it's, it's, it's plenty of billionaires on the planet. So like what we're going into now is about to be hella trillionaires on the planet, and I think a billionaire is going to be. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be new billionaire. It's gonna be new new elites basically, and like, but this elite, you know, that's why I brought up how how I feel about what's going on. Um, I think this new elite is gonna be it's gonna start financially. It's, it's gonna be a new elite who who are gonna be able to have have the have a hold of billions and trillions of dollars, and they're gonna to come together as a as a new elite. But it's not gonna be a it's not going to be like it was. It's not going to be like it was. It's going to be a group of people that's going to really care about the global people, the global, the global collective. Even though they have billions or trillions of resources, it's like it's, that's not going to be. That's not what's going to be beautiful about what's going on. It's going to be the fact that they're going to give back and they're going to try to add to like more transparency into the common good of man and woman. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, cause I. I, I I can I can say with pretty confidence, with pretty high confidence. Only thing I can't do is put a time limit on it. But I can say, you know, I, I think at one point I'm going to look back at this, and it's going to just be hard to really even like kind of fathom. I'm going to be just in a different realm. Like I get that. Yeah, we're at, we're at a big change. Uh, uh, I want to say a, a historic like landmark right now. Uh, and in, in world history, I feel like, you know, they definitely will, what's going on right now is going to be written about in the history books for in many years, for many years to come, you know, uh, and how we, you know, we went through the 2008 uh, crisis, financial crisis. Well, we got another one on our hands. It just was it, it came it came into uh, fruition a different way. You know, the, the basis behind this was uh, because of a virus as opposed to real estate um, stocks and all that stuff. But what I, I also wanted to say was I thought it was interesting, like, uh, to see the parallels between the people that got it and uh, didn't get it back then. I was talking to a a friend about this um, a couple of days ago. Uh, I had saw that movie, The Big Short, and they were talking about the the crisis. And there was people similar to uh, in similar vein of uh, like to us, except the, these guys were mainly working 
uh, some worked on like Wall Street and stuff. But one of the guys, he was a, like a professor, I think, or not a maybe not a professor, but he was. I forgot what his role was. Um, he knew he knew what was what was happening, and he was trying to tell people, warn people, like you know, you gotta take your money out of this and put it into this because this is what's this is what it's going to be. This is going to change everything. And people aren't taking him seriously. You know, they were laughing and stuff like he was crazy and stuff like that until it happened. And then some of those same people that were um, talking crazy about him, they were at the job fair, you know, and he, he made millions off of it. And um, it's just them. It's a group of them talking about it because they knew what was going on and, one of them, well, they all felt certain a certain way about it because it's like they knew and a lot of people didn't or didn't care, you know, didn't think it was for real. And some of them, you know, it's it's almost like they had survival, uh, survivor's guilt in a way because it's like, man, if we do this, you know, we're just going to be like them, you know, just like the elites, you know, just we're going to make all this money. And it's that, and people just going to look you know, people gonna look down on us or whatnot uh, because of what we done, of what you know, the investments we made. But you know, we we tried to help certain people, and they weren't um, following. They weren't listening and whatnot. So it's on them at the end of the day. I see a parallel with that and with what we're going through right now. I agree, man. And it's like, oh man, I can't. Oh, I'm kind of getting chills talking about this because it's like this is why I'm kind of speaking on it. This is why I continue to speak to my brothers and you know on our group message every day is because, um, you know, I, I, it's like everything I prepared my life for is it's about to happen. You know what I mean? Like how I've always, how we, I've always spoke cryptically. And the messages and in person and even in the podcast, I think a lot of what I've always spoke about is I think you're starting to see, I'm starting to see that this shit is really about to happen, man. Like this shit is really, it's really about to go down like this. And, you know, the way I can, the, what, what gives me more confidence that, on each day is like, you know, for example, I'll be at work and man, some of the shit that people say to me at work, just because I feel like I'm trying to feel, give them literal water give them you know the information that they would need to not only access i mean i'm talking about we're about to have opportunities to access billions and trillions like we're going to look at value different differently you know we're going to look at it differently and this this shit that we're about to go into if you if you take advantage of it this is bigger than the dot-com shit this is this is bigger than wolf of wall street this is about to be so big that um you know I feel like it's gonna literally throw you into another, uh, uh, throw you into a one percent, point one percent, just based off of the mindset that you had, off based off of your investing, based off of you know how you linked up with the same group, of, the same mindset of, uh, or same individuals with with the same mindset. Um, but you know, to speak in terms of more, uh, I guess, concrete, concreteness. Um, we're speaking more so about, you know, the financial situation that's layered in with this, uh, with this uh, situation that's going on, the pandemic situation. And 
uh, if you don't know by now, it's really kind of shifted to 50-50 being more of a pandemic and an economic crisis. Um, but those who have kind of kept up with politics and e- the economy for longer than, you know, the past recent future kind of understand that more as more and more days go on, you know, the time will tell, but this pandemic had a lot to, like, you know, regardless of this pandemic, the this was the time for this economy to have to, to reset and switch. And, you know, I think a lot of people that pay attention to history or, you know, that build their, build the knowledge, understand that there's a lot of parallels with what's going on now and what, what, what's happened in the past when it comes to uh, financial shifts and, and just, just, just uh, societal shifts in general. Um, you know, you have the, the, you have the fear of the virus. Like it's just so many distractions to distract people from this opportunity that, man, I just, I feel bad for a lot of people. You know, I can get laughed at at work trying to tell people, you know, try to help people prepare. But it's like, do I really feel bad? Cause these people are laughing at me that, you know, they're not going to take advantage of this opportunity. You know, like the guys in the big short said, it's like, you could tell people to say, you could tell people what, what, what you feel like they need to know, but it's like, they'll laugh at you. They'll chastise you. And it's just so weird. It's like, you can do the same thing, but what it's like, you you're just rather spend your time chastising and hating. And that makes me realize once again, you know, that goes back to what I was saying about that 1% being developed. The people that don't see it, it's like, it's not more to be said. It's just that they're, they're not meant to see it. They're not meant to see what's going on. It's, it's more so, yeah, it's time for you to link up with like-minded individuals because it is what it is. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. And that 1% is being, being groomed and being groomed to be able to take advantage of this transition. And I'm talking about this is going to be bigger than the Wolf of Wall Street type thing. Like this is going to be, this is going to be bigger, bigger than what we can imagine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be bigger than what we can imagine. You just gotta, you know, keep your mind on, keep your mind right. Yeah, yeah that for sure, for sure. Um, so I've just been, just for like the past couple minutes and whatnot. I was just looking at like some news stories about th- different things we could touch on. Um, so it turns out, uh, oh, dude, Kim Jong Un, he ain't dead. He popped out. You know what I'm saying? He, he had his, he, he had his regular all black fit on, slick back hair, addressed the uh, the crowd. You know they were chanting and raving for him. Turns out he was just social distancing at the crib, kicking back. You know, people thought he was he was out of here. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's still alive, and people were thinking that his sister was going to take over for the him, but that turned out not being true. And uh, yeah, what'd you think about that? What'd you think about how the, you know the media was? Of course, it was TMZ saying that he was dead, and we get the conflicting reports coming from North Korea saying that he's still alive, and then he just made his public appearance. 
Uh, what I feel about it is, 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 is still playing right in the hands of this uh, reset. Because like you said, I remember, didn't I, did you, you, you had to remember when I sent in the group message. Yeah. That screenshot picture of TMZ saying that he was dead. Yeah. But who is TMZ? Who is CNN? Who are these news media outlets? The ones that were saying he was dead, it's the old media. See, a lot of what's going on now too is we're getting so much fake. I mean, we're getting so much conflict of everything. I'm really starting to see why this nigga made the turn fake news. <laughs> God damn, man. This chestnut checkers. That's so what I'm trying to sum it up to is I don't know what to really believe anymore. And what I think I really need to what I think the the message behind all this is with the media right now is you need to understand that we are in the process of, I guess, I think it's going, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a big shift in the media, man. Cause I mean, we literally, we literally like where, where was TMZ and CNN? Where were they getting this news from? That's a big difference between you. Have, that's a, that's a lot of steps to take to confirm somebody's death, especially a leader, especially a, a dictator. You know what I mean? So for them to say that he's dead, that means that they would have to have had somebody in that camp either one, leak that information, or two, they were telling us lies. So I guess at the end of the day, we know that the family didn't leak the information. So one thing we have to credit up to is our flagship media is telling lies like this. And I'm gonna tell you guys, it's on it's on I mean I'm seeing it on a it's on a daily basis. It's on a daily basis. It's but like that's just one, you know, one story that we're talking about now. So that's that's my that's my thought on it is that I think this is continuing to continuing to show us the, a bigger message on the fact that this media that has 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 control still and has had has had control the past hundreds of years or 50, 50 to hundred years or so is corrupt. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see any positive. Um, from the mainstream media and all. That's why I try to look and actually fact check what I see on a lot of these bigger articles because most of the time it's not what you think. They put up some uh, sensationalized headlines to draw you in and people just read the headlines and just go based off that and don't even look at the article because the article shows you where the actual source is from. And uh, that's where you should go. You should always track it down to where the original um, story broke. Just a fact check, because, like you said, don't. It's like we at a time we don't we don't know what to believe anymore, especially coming from these major news outlets and stuff. So take everything that you you read with a grain of salt, as always, and yeah, just uh. Just stay in tune with what's going on. Um, let me add one more thing, you know, and I think that I think the final jewel, you know, I think the final jewel behind all of this, and you're gonna hear it here first, is we're no longer gonna have Fox, CNN, and we're gonna we're not gonna see this is what this is what I think is kind of being so this is what they're trying to get our mindset like prepared and trained for it ain't going to be mainstream news anymore the, the, you're going to get news from local people like 
like like like this, like podcasts. Um, this is how you're going to get the news. You're going to get news from people, from groups, from 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 uh, other men and women. Like, yeah, I mean, we've we've had YouTube and YouTube channels, and but like I'm talking about, this is gonna this is gonna hold a whole nother level because we're gonna start to realize. I think as the next few months and the next couple, the next years go on. That as long as these media outlets are around, as long as YouTube is around, because I'm going to speak on YouTube too in a second, um, they're going to continue to. Because see this, the, see this is one situation, but it, these type of situations are going to get worse and worse, and they're going to get more blatant, and they're going to be bigger and bigger. And the the collective citizen on the United States in the United States is going to literally like already people don't watch the news, but it's going to just the the number of people that pay attention to the news is just going to fall off on every level. And then we're going to have no choice but to change the way we get, we watch or get news. And it's going to, you know, fall on podcasts and um, YouTube, not YouTube videos, but videos. Because I think another platform that is going to really shift, that's been shifting, that's going to really, really shift big, big, big in the next few months is uh, YouTube and Facebook, specifically YouTube. Um, and, you know, I spoke offline about just one particular thing about the scam that I got, that I got, became victim of. And just what I'm noticing with YouTube is it's becoming highly, um, it's becoming a very, very toxic and dangerous place for the, the the uh, individual who has a knowledge and thirst of of information and, and and knowledge and learning, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, and it's happening in many different ways. Um, one, you know, YouTube has strengthened their security or whatever in the censorship, but to the wrong thing. So I've noticed it's becoming easier to get scammed and to uh, have your information leaked. Um. And it seems to me like blatant, it's like blatant security, lack of security in certain areas where they need it, uh, but increased censorship in other areas. Um, I'm noticing, you know, a lot of people, uh, you can't, you can't say the certain word or your whole channel get demonetized, video get demonetized. Uh, now they get their, the CEO of YouTube actually came out and uh, spoke on how they, they're, they're trying to block people's channels who are promoting misinformation, who are going against the uh, recommendations of the who based on CV. Um, but it's funny because the who is literally just, uh, you know, defunded based on an independent study that showed that, you know, they basically lied to us. So that goes back to what I was saying about the reset of, uh, uh, media and, regulation board, like all this shit is being reset. So what I'm saying is, yeah, uh, YouTube is going to, is going to shift. Like everything is going to shift and we're going to have to start changing the platforms or how we, or we're going to magnify platforms that we already have, uh, on how we get news, but it's going to be like, it's going to be magnified. Like we already have podcasts and we already have stuff like hangouts. Like we did a hangouts the other day with a couple of our other friends, you know, and, they already have stuff like this, but it's this this stuff is going to be magnified because it's going to be on the people more than ever to uh, share information and to share uh, knowledge. Because 
and it's going to be and it's going to be in different ways like it's going to be a lot more people to create their own platforms because these platforms are part of the old guard are part of the old media all these platforms youtube google facebook and they're gonna get left in the dust you'll see we'll all see these they'll get left in the dust we're going into something a lot better a lot more transparent and they're gonna die they're gonna get left in the dust yeah i can I, you know as time goes on yeah yeah i can i can see that for sure happening and um yeah, I was. That's exactly what I was thinking about when you mentioned uh, YouTube. I had seen a tweet about it. Uh, the CEO Susan uh, Susan Watchiki. She was pretty much saying on CNN that all content that isn't medically substantiated, such as adv- advising people to take vitamin C, will be removed by the platform. And that's just some of their new policies and on uh, censorship. And also, you can't say certain words on YouTube, and it's become a lot restricted. But we've we've talked about that in the past. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting. It is interesting what with all of this censorship and you know the these uh, platforms continuing to silence people that have the knowledge to to spread. We're just going to go to different uh we're just going to continue to go to different platforms and go from there make it big you know just blow it up like that because we have that power i mean you look at the power we have on these platforms now we i mean look at ig we can get on ig and have some of our legends get up there and uh play some songs and have over half a million people watch live. And that's not even including the amount of people that just saw it. You know, it's more than that. I seen a post from, um, I seen a post from daylight. Um, he was on live. He's been doing a, like a, a V he called it a V a VR tour where he's on IG live and he's performing songs for people. And he has some, he has uh, opening acts. People come on to the live and they perform songs and stuff. And um, usually he's got over like, you know, just like over 100 people in the, the live. But he took a screenshot one time and posted it on his story. He had over 100,000 viewers. And it's like, so it's pretty much like IG is lying saying that he's only got a hundred people watching and then you know he, he has problems with uh going live sometimes so oh and also we you have the instagram ceo coming out and talking to artists such as toy lanes uh because he he made he had ig live too popping when he was doing the quarantine radio which i think he still does he had to suspend him for a minute because it, it had it too popping so we have the power to take over any platform whenever we want and put, you know, whenever we have something that we want to do or say. But they continue to restrict us and to take away our our freedom of speech. So we'll just find another platform to uh, to populate. That's where I see that ending up at. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak cryptically, you know, just for a second. But you know, we'll look back and realize what slavery really is. 
Okay. Okay. Now, we'll, we'll really realize, I, you know, I recently, I've really been, I've really been, I've really been thinking about what Kanye said, you know, I've really been thinking about what, what Kanye said when he said slavery is a choice. And oh my God, I'm seeing, I'm like, right now I'm seeing what's on the horizon and I'm seeing what I was, what, what was on the past before this, uh, quarantine and I'm 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 seeing the quarantine life is like kind of just like the bridge onto what we're going into. And you know, man, oh man. Cause you know, when you were talking about daylight, you know, I was thinking about music and I was like, man, the music that we about to get. Because just imagine, you know, he had a hundred thousand people in there. Imagine if those hundred thousand people could just pay him directly based off of his or based off of his talent. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Like you cut out the no yep, label. Cut out the middleman. Fuck it. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on live. I'm gonna go on live. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a hundred thousand real quick. That's how this man. Come on, dude. But then you know whatever. Some some of some of us got the vision to see it, and those who had the vision to see it gonna take advantage of it. But yeah, that's just me speaking. You know, in riddles, whatever. Okay. Okay. So. I'm just uh, going through. I'm just looking at some of the the headlines that I see, and um, one that I see is uh, about the New York New York governor that we talked about before, Andrew Como. He he made a headline. This is on uh, aljazeera.com. Pretty much warning against blindly reopening states uh, because how we talked about in the past, states such as Georgia, Texas, they're reopening businesses and they're already into the phase one of uh, reopening the economy. But a lot of people are saying that it's too early to do so how we talked about here in our state, we had a big protest in the Capitol um, with, with the reopen NC hashtag and even some of the protesters that was out there, like the one of the leaders contracted uh, corona, the coronavirus. And they were, you know, going heavy on reopening, reopening, which is, it is slowly coming into um, it is slowly happening. I think we still right now isn't our stay at home order. Don't it go until technically next Friday? I think it's until May. Um, May well, it depends. It depends because I know like Gaston County is where I'm from. They opened up last Wednesday. Like they, 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 um, what is the shit? The commissioner or whoever, the county commissioner, or whatever, he opened it up last Wednesday for Gaston County. But I think federally, they recommended that. I think it's recommendations. It's, I think it's federally rec- on the yeah yeah. On the north. It's 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 it's, a, it's the eighth federally recommended, but it's up to the governors to open it up. And I think our governor opened it, wanted to go off the recommendations and open it up to eight. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna. Because all these these other states are starting to open up, I don't think he's going to extend it again. I think he is about to just lift it 
this uh this upcoming May 8th this uh, next Friday. So we'll see about that and uh we'll go from there. Well, I, but yeah, continuing with this article on uh the governor of New York Andrew Cuomo. He's just saying even when you are in uncharted waters, it doesn't mean you proceed blindly. Uh, use information to determine action, not emotions, not politics, not what people think or feel. But we know in terms of facts, Georgia and Texas are leading the way in letting businesses shuttered by the pandemic begin partially reopening. Leaders in those in several other states where the coronavirus has had less of an in- uh, had less of an effect are under pressure to allow people to return to work as government data released this week showed 30 million Americans have sought unemployment benefits since March 31st. Cuomo pointed to the roughly 900 new coronavirus cases that hospitals in New York are still reporting daily. And the fact that officials do not know where those infections are coming from as reason enough to keep the Empire State shut down. And also, on a side note, they're, they're continuing to work on at-home testing. I know that our, I, I think I said this before on the previous episode, that our, um, our, our state-based company LabCorp is one is helping to uh to make at home tests for people and trying to get that out in the coming weeks or months or however they may do that. Um but I, again I look at it I look at it from two different sides of point of view. Like at first I was thinking that yeah it, it was too early to reopen a lot of the these businesses and have you, especially the ones that are crowded, like uh, gyms. As uh, use, I could use gyms as an example, but I'm also looking at it on another end. Like we talked about in the past several episodes about how the economy, there's no choice but to do this now, even if there's new cases coming in. Even if, you know, we're trying to flatten the curve of cases and whatnot, because we have to if we if we don't, then. If we don't, then what this uh, this recession, technically, I guess it's a recession will turn into another what the Great Depression, uh, the inflation will continue. So the economy has to keep going. People got to eat. You see in the article over 30 million people with unemployment benefits right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot going on. So at this time, I think it's only right that more businesses open. But then again, it's people dying left and right from it and stuff. Um, it's a tricky situation, but I feel like I could, I could see both ends of the, the spectrum with it. What do you think about his remarks? I'll say this. Um, I'm a, I think it goes back to what I was saying about the media. Um, you know, we don't know the facts. <laughs> like, we don't even know if these are really real new cases. Like, I don't even know if these are new cases. Like, I don't know because I'm going to tell you what I know. I'm a nurse, and once again, hospitals are empty. 
like, I don't know what more to tell you. Like, I mean, I don't know what more to tell you. It was busy last week. I mean, it was busy, uh, yeah, last week. Like, you know, last week. But this past week, it was it was empty again. And, you know, I don't know what to really tell people, you know. Like, I feel like a lot of what we're seeing in the media is, is a lot of what you're seeing is you're seeing false diagnoses and you're seeing a lot of sensationalism in the media. Because I think one side wants to keep it closed down and keep the fear going. Um, and another side knows that this is a real virus, but one, I don't think it's really as dead. Like it's not as, I don't think it's deadly enough to where we need to keep it closed down. One and two, um, I don't, we don't really know that. I don't really know where these, where the numbers are coming from. We don't know where they get the numbers from. And if they're getting the numbers from certain, you know, regulatory boards that are known to do false research, nobody should be believing them. But once again, it's hard for people to not, it's hard for people to understand, like, on a whim that, you know, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, um, WRL, um, like, me, like all the media from top to bottom, they, they follow the same script. They follow the same script. And, you know, they want to promote certain narratives, you know, so... Um, I find it interesting, you know, that the the federal government recommended open up the uh, open back up the economy on May eighth. We got a full moon May seventh, and um, you know, May seventh is going to be, I believe, Thursday. And Thursday is when they do the unemployment number call from the past week or whatever. And right now, it's at thirty million unemployed. Yeah. I predicted that this shit cannot last longer than three months. In three months is We've right around been in it over a month now. Of what going into like what a month and a half? I, I just said three total months, just with this, this whole effect. Just uh, you know, just just with the start of all the shit, like the national emergency, everything, and that's looking like you know mid May. So it's looking like right, probably early May is whenever they want to open everything back up. I, I I I think you know that's. It, it can't go any longer than this. And, you know, I, I I may be wrong, but I feel like this next week is going to be spent. Uh, I think this next week is going to be probably the biggest week in the United States history. And I think it's a reason why they did the federal recommendation on the 8th. So I feel like this next week, especially with that full moon being on Thursday, Monday through Friday, uh, this next week is going to be spent discussing, probably going back to a gold standard. Or we're going back, just, just they're going to be talking about what we're, the reset back into our um our new financial system. Um and I think is I think the reason why the government wanted to open up the economy on Friday, you know, you, you know this is weird. Why would they, why did they choose a Friday? You know, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, that I don't know. I, I you know, I know I was like, why would they choose a Friday? Why not a Monday? It's because the reason why they want to choose a Friday, they about to get us ready the whole week on this new economic, this new uh, economic system that we're gonna get into, and get everybody primed and ready to spend all this fucking money on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This next weekend, see, I work next weekend, and I, I was looking at the full moon. I'm not even really trying to go to work because I think it's gonna be a crazy fucking weekend. I think they getting there. They about to get people minds ready to blow this bitch back off the map. Like, man, if you're in the house this weekend, I feel bad for you. Like. 
you know, I really recommend still staying in the house, but I think that they about to, I think that they about to drop a, a stimulus. And, you know, I said it before, I said that the second stimulus that they're going to give us, is going to be off of the, off of the new system that they've been using. See, these, these governments been using this system that they about to show us since 2009. And they've been working on, on this new system since like 1999, 1998, 1990. So they've been, they know this shit work. They just follow astrology and, and map shit up to where it's perfect timing. And, you know, like I said before, it's people that they're going to drop that first stimulus using the old system. This is why he emphasized that we use that. We got 40 year old antiquated system, whatever, whatever, put it on the States, which, uh, whatever. And then when they do the second stimulus, and then the first stimulus, most people ain't going to get it. But when they do that second stimulus, we're going to be on that new financial system. Or they're going to have just announced it, or we'll just announce it shortly. But it's going to be everybody getting the money. $1,000, $2,000, I think they're saying, for, the, for a lump sum, 1000 a month. Uh, everybody going to get the 2000 into a digital wallet. And it's going to be instant. And that's when I'm, you know, I'm going to probably pick out what helicopter I want to buy because you know, what's, you, know what the, you know what the news is. You know what the deal is then. And I think it's going to be this week. Because I think that's why they wanted to open up on a Friday. Well, well. That's why. I just, I, I've been looking, I just looked up an update on that because they've been quiet about a second stimulus check because a lot of people still haven't received the first one. But that thing, the thing is, is um, if they do do the second one, like you said, with the details of it, that should be more than enough to help people within the coming months. Um, according to this is based off of this website um, as.com en.as.com they're saying financial technology firms simply wise found that 63% of Americans will require a second stimulus check within the next three months to pay bills Congress is working on a follow-up to its first relief bill that should be completed by May 4th. With this information, the House could push to enact the second round of stimulus checks or even a monthly payment system. And President the Trump, he's he was quoted earlier this month saying we could very well do a second round of direct payments. It is absolutely under serious consideration. Yeah, for I think for sure they're go, they're going to do another round, and again, like yeah, like you said, that it's a huge possibility that that could be, that might be why they're quiet. They've been quiet on it because they're they're ready in it, they're ready in it to 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 give it to us in a a new way because the old this old system, like these old uh, archaic computers they've been using has people out here struggling because so many people haven't got their uh, their first one. So I think the second one, they, they, they got the new systems in play and they're going to test it out and see how it goes. So I think we will hear something about that within the coming week. Yeah, it's just not checkers. And the only reason why they did it this way is to prove a point, I think. I think it's the proof of point and it's a shitty way to go about it. But if they was, a, if, if he, if they were to go into, see, this is how, this is how dumb and sick our society is. 
I feel like if they would have come out and just to say, we're in a gold standard, we're going to give you this and that, blah, blah, blah. People would more so look at it as it being him moving like a dictator than him trying to help us, which there's still people saying, you know, they would still vote for whatever, whatever. So I feel like they did this to, to prove a point. Um, and I started to realize, I looked, I'm like, why they open it up on a Friday after a full moon? Why? After we had a new moon, and just we had a couple new moons that was that was basically dealt with, you know, us just talking about resetting this shit. Basically, the new moon was dealt with talking about the stimulus, basically, this past one. And I'm like, why are they opening it up on a Friday after a new moon, man? After a full moon, after a full moon, and it's like motherfuckers been in the house, they had time to get their minds right spiritually and shit. They opening this bitch up. Because I think either we're going to get a stimulus that we're going to get that stimulus this week, I think. There's no way they're going to open this shit back up and we not have that second stimulus. Either they're going to push it back, which I doubt he'll push it back. Or we're going to get that. We're going to get another stimulus. And, you know, a lot of what I'm reading in the news is uh, looking, it's, it's kind of proving the Gasara. And the Gasara, have, have, have you talked about the Gasara? I don't think so. Uh, it's a document. It's a um. It it was a le- piece of legislation passed through Congress called Nasara in 1998. Um, it's basically basically talks about. It's basically talking about the freeing of uh the global collective of the debt system that we were in the central bank debt system that we were in. And it's basically talking about how, you know, this legis- this piece of legislation that was actually passed through Congress, it's passed through Congress. This legislation was um, actually not developed by humans. Now, this legislation literally was passed through Congress, but they some conspiracy, I don't like the word conspiracy theorists, but some um, theorists say that, you know, this, this actual piece of documentation was uh you know written by people that weren't from this planet like a higher level intelligence that was uh made to aid us and to you know going to a transition into a global age or golden age um and it basically talks about how the global we're going to go back to a global gold standard it's going to be a, a debt jubilee um basically where it's going to free all debt uh get rid of central banks um have a more transparent system, bring back a republic, form a government. Um bring back uh, you know, basically it's talking about how the technology that that we had, the elites that were in control, all the technology and the advancements that we had that they showed us are all it's nothing new. It's it's technology is millions of years old. And, you know, basically at some point, whenever this, whenever this Nassara, which turned into Gassara, which turns into a global uh, reform act, whenever this is put into effect, shortly thereafterwards, they would have to um, unleash or release a lot of these patents that were uh, suppressed of like certain technology. This is why I've been talking about the Space Force so much and why I'm going to talk about something else when it comes to medicine. Um, but it talks about when this, when this, when this, um, when it's passed, when it's put into effect, you know, 
we're going to get a universal basic in- income on a global level based on the amount of debt that that country was uh, under. Because what people don't realize that the p- system that we were in was a, sis- a system of debt. See, we had a deficit because that's just how the system was set up. It wasn't, we were always going to have a deficit in a central bank system because the central bank system is created on indebting a country to use your resources, you know, to keep the central bank partner with that country. To keep that country dependent on the central bank. So all it did was create perpetual debt, which in turn created perpetual slaves at the, as citizens because we become we become slaves to the central bank because our country becomes indebted to the central bank. So it's like a trickle-down effect. This is why I say people are under will start to realize that we literally were slaves. Like, literally we were. But anyway, this Gassar or Nassar, it's looking like that shit may be coming, to it, coming true, you know? This is why I truly feel like that wall was built because... And the wall was built and military was brought back to, to the mainland because after they switched this global, after they switched our economic system, I think it's going to be, it may be more millionaires walking around, you know, as citizens than not. Like, it's going to be something like that. So it's going to be people that's going to be, you know, trying to beat down the damn walls to get up in this place, man. Well, like, they're going to beat, they're going to beat down, the, beat down the borders to try to be an American. Nasara. For those that don't know, Nassara stands for National Economic Security and Recovery Act. It was uh, proposed by Harvey Francis Barnard. And um, yeah, you've broken it down. It pretty much saying its proposals included replacing the income tax with the national sales tax, abolishing compound interest on secured loans, and returning to a gold standard or bi- bi-metallic currency. And it would result in zero inflation and a more stable economy. Um, going into the conspiracy theory, it was promoted by Shaney Candace Goodwin. And her online name was Dove of Oneness who claimed that the act was actually passed with additional provisions as the National Economic Security and um, Reformation Act, and then then suppressed by the George W. Bush administration and the Supreme Court. Goodwin's current uh, conspiracy emails have been translated into several languages and have a large following online. So yeah, that's that's definitely something to look into and follow because uh, it goes hand in hand with what we've been discussing on the podcast recently. And as she speaks on the fact that you know that that was supposed to that uh, Clinton that passed it in '98, and it was supposed to be actually announced September 11th at 10 a.m. and the goal that they were going to give back to the citizens was actually in the basement of World Trade Center 7 which was a tower that didn't that di- wasn't hit by a plane and people all all these years have been wondering why why did why we figured out that the tower blew up and it fell down but we were wondering why well we know that they blew that tower up and somebody you know it was a controlled demolition now we know that building if you don't know about World Trade Center uh World Trade Tower 7 
it was a smaller building that was like kind of off. Like it was, a, it was like a couple blocks away, away from the, from the, from the twin towers. It was, it was close, but it wasn't close enough to where it was, it would have even have been in debris of, of actual, of initial impact. It would have been in debris of the towers falling, but World Trade Tower 7 was, a, it was a lot smaller than the other twin towers. And the same day where the other two towers fell, that tower also fell. And you, that people can spirit, you know, they talk about that. It looked like a controlled demolition. Literally, that tower looked like a controlled demolition. Nothing hit it. And they say that, uh, that Nassara was supposed to be announced September 11th, um, you know, 2001 at 10 a.m. And the gold, at the, the gold and the resources and um, the shit that they were supposed to give back to the citizens was in the basement of that building. And all the documents and all the, um, all the, um, it was a lot of, not, a, not all, but a lot of the documents about shit like, uh, the Clinton, the, not the, the, um, JFK assassination, like all kinds of shit was in that building, which is why they, why they tore that, they blew that building up. It makes everything go in a full circle, yeah. you know, now, you know, they, they, they hit us with the biggest, the biggest false flag of all time to buy some time. And this is why I always tell people the last 20, my our whole lifetime, when we look back, our whole lifetime, this is the lowest level of human existence. This is worse than slavery, man. This is worse than slavery. I told my cousin about a month ago, I was like, don't you realize that we, we like our lifetime, this is worse than Jim Crow. Like this is the worst shit that we, that our people have ever experienced. You know, the difference between our grandparents and us, uh, yeah, during our grandparents' time, they had Jim Crow. People were getting hung and, and lynched and everything. But they could own shit. They still had ownership. They still had ownership. They still had their own, uh, you know, businesses and everything. You know, as a, as a young black, quote-unquote, black male in 2020, I don't even, I, I don't even have, we can't even have ownership to anything. We don't have ownership. We are victims of everything, of, of the prison industrial complex. Um, you know, like, I, I stand by what I say. You know, the last twenty five years have been the lowest level of uh, of existence for humans, and specifically for um, us, us uh, quote unquote black black people. Uh, and you know, they go going back to the to the Gassar. I'm gonna I'm just gonna check off a few things. The only thing left to actually have to the, the only thing left to be done is to go back to a gold standard, and I think that's the biggest out of all that. And I think that that's what's coming up. Um, we've already got rid of the central bank. The Federal Reserve is now part of the U.S. Treasury. And the Treasury is a part of the executive branch. And the executive branch is ran by the president. So uh, the Federal Reserve is, is basically, I think they got they're going to be gone in about a year or two. Um, you know, so they're already talking about, we already, we already see that we got a different form of government based off the task force. How to how Trump has, has delegated certain powers like reopening the uh, the country to the governor, like how we have certain states speaking on uh, seceding from the from us when they're really not really declaring independence. They're just trying to send the message. We're already in a republic right now. Um, so, and I think you know, officially we'll be in a republic before the election in December. That'll be the final chess piece. Um, that'll be the final chess piece. But technically, we're in a republic right now, so that's checked off. Really, the only thing left to do is to um, go back to a gold standard and set that set that uh, tax rate, which 
you know, in the second stimulus, I think they were saying that people that were employed, I think I seen a tax break. It was certain type, it was a certain type of tax break in there. So I think with this next stimulus, it's going to probably check off the last couple pieces of Gassar. And I think, you know, that's looking beautiful because what they what some articles say about Gassar is that it will free up the amount of debt that would be or amount of money that would free, be freed up is enough to give every citizen in the United States or every citizen in the globe. I think at least $4 million. But, and I think that will happen. I think that will happen. It sounds crazy. It does. It sounds crazy, but we're in a paradigm shit. Like the astrology, the books, the artifacts, the, I mean, history, everything is showing you that we were lucky to live in this time. We just got to go through this shit. I do think it's going to be a time where they're going to announce the freeing up of that much, um, that much money. And I think it will be, it ain't going to be like inflation as we think. It's going to be different. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference is it's going to be levels to it. It's going to be levels to it. And I think if you live in America, we were the victims of some of the, even though it's, this is the most rich, this is the richest land. Like we were the victims of some of the most underhanded, like this whole continent was literally stolen from a group of people and it's going to get back to the original hands. I, that's still going to probably take some time, but I just, this, this, this shit that we about to go into is going to be really good for us too. But, I think what's the difference is that if you live in America, we're going to probably be, it's going to probably free up 50 million for each citizen or something crazy like that. Like it's going to be levels to this shit. And, um, you know, yeah. that. <clears throat> oh, Oh, sorry. Go I ahead. Go ahead. Gonna say, yeah. That to, to some that may sound crazy or whatnot, but the more we move forward in this, this age now, with uh, they they already have started giving us money, so there's no turning back from that now. And they just gave more money to the small businesses. So anybody thinking that it's it's a uh, it's crazy to think that nah, there's no way they can release that much money. Well, they already have released millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they can do it again. You know, they can do it again. And it, that's what they will do, because you look at the numbers uh, with uh, unemployment and whatnot. That's what it's going to have to happen. So this Nasara Act does seem like something I think that can be a uh, that can act, that can happen for sure. I don't know if it's going to go the way of the how the act uh, proposed, but. I think it will, the essence of it will carry on. I'll put it into this type of perspective, you know, if people, because people don't understand the system that we were in. So let me break it down to you once again. We li- we had a financial system that was based on fractional reserve banking, that was based on central debt, uh, central banks, and uh, the kind of pause. Uh, that basically means that no country owns anything. No country had the power of any currency. No president has the power to control any currency. What a central bank system does is it, put the, it puts the currency power into the hands of a, of a private entity, a central bank. In the United States, it would be called the Federal Reserve. Okay, we understand that. Well, how does the Federal Reserve operate? The way the Federal Reserve operates is that they use their resources, which is, you know, basically unlimited sums of money to basically give loans to 
their parent company or uh, a well, yeah, company, aka country. But what happens is with any system controlled by demons or controlled by elite evil individuals, um, you know, they can get out of control with interest rates on the on the money that they print. It's just they control the since they control the printing. So since they control the currency, they can print and overinflate the money if they want, if they choose to, which they chose to overinflate the money. Um, central banks also have a have had a large connection with people in the in the government, which the government central bank connection can lead to the military industrial complex. All of us connected, which can lead, you know, to media, uh, people in the media that can promote certain propaganda. All of this shit is connected. And this is what's going to be. We're going to learn this slowly and surely. Uh, all of us connected. Now that we understand that that's the system that we had. Um, and we understand that everybody that's tried to challenge that system over the last hundred years, which I did research on this. And I want you to, since you, uh, you have access to the computer, I want you to kind of follow and confirm with me because I've already did this research, but I want you to help the listener go, go along with this. Um, what I figured out was anybody that's challenged the central bank system, aka trying to go back to a gold standard, has been assassinated domestically and internationally. And, you know, it's plenty of examples, but the big examples I want to give, uh, let's start domestically. Um, William McKinley, president, I believe, in the 1800s to the 1900s, big proponent of the gold standard. I think he was a proponent of the gold standard. Um, he was assassinated. Um, Abraham Lincoln, of course, he was assassinated, but that was, I mean, that's, at that time, that was just a whole big, that was a complete reset. So we understand that that was, that was beyond like currency. That was everything reset. But anyway, McKinley, um, do you have JFK? Of course, JFK was assassinated on many levels, but what they don't tell you, the biggest level, the biggest reason why he was, why he was assassinated, uh, was because he was wanting to go back to a gold standard. So you uh you have uh JFK gold standard proponent McKinley um McKinley passed the gold standard act um March 14th 1900 Yep so it's it's I'm missing one man I have been sipping a little bit man there was three of them I'm missing one there's one between McKinley and um McKinley and uh and Kennedy I think it was Taft. Uh, it was Taft or Cleveland. There was like I think it was Taft because I think it was one of them. I think Cleveland. I think Grover Cleveland. Listen to this shit. I think Grover Cleveland was down for giving out free silver. Oh wow! Okay. Well, one of them it's, was, it's, 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 yeah. Uh, one of them thinking of Taft with the gold standard. So t- yeah. So Taft. Taft. Okay. So Taft was he? Didn't he? Was he? I can't remember if he was assassinated. Or, um, I don't think he was. I don't think he was assassinated, but I think he was wanting to go standard, and he was down for the, the free silver coinage or something like that. Um, not, it was weird times in the early nineteen hundreds. He, uh, he passed of cardiovascular disease. So the two biggest ones, McKinley and Kennedy. Then you have uh, Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, the big big thing, it started in the early ni- 1990s with him. He was he was wanting to uh, pay for the uh, he was wanting to back the oil, I believe, in gold or pay for oil and gold. 
Um, and you know the United States didn't want to, want him to have that. And Gaddafi, the Libya Libya leader, he was all about he was about the gold standard. He was about giving out gold. Gaddafi was about giving out gold to the citizens. Um, and you know, with me thinking that oh, and uh, uh, who and another big proponent of the gold standard prior to his presidency was Donald Trump. And I actually figured out that he did this big business deal in 2011. See, it's chestnut checkers. He did a business deal in 2011 where he sold some real estate, and the only only payment that he would take for that real estate, for that for that um for that transaction was a was gold. He took uh, bars of gold, no cash, bars of gold. See, this motherfucker knew he was gonna be a be the president because he knew he was gonna be chosen or whatever. But what I what I what I what I'm trying to get at is I started to realize that these motherfuckers were assassinated because they preached the gold standard because what the gold standard does is it brings sovereignty to the to the citizens economically of your nation. It's actually such a good thing for your nation that it literally will shift your nation. And you know, I think that the gold standard is the only way we're gonna get out of this economically. The gold standard with with the uh with the cryptocurrency will be uh, like I'm talking about we're gonna write they're gonna write they're gonna write hell they're gonna create projections we're gonna we gotta think differently they're gonna create five deeper projections on the story about what's about to happen um because we about to go back to a gold standard but we about to go back to a gold standard with like unlimited unlimited liquidity <laughs> this is why I brought up that damn the, the concert earlier about you know it's getting on live I want to get on live and make a hundred thousand like it's gonna really be like that yeah. he like it's already stories of people in, in in Asian countries where they already got like cause see in like in like in like the Netherlands the Netherlands they have they're already like already digital like digital it's already digital it's already digital in like certain countries in the Netherlands already and like in Asia like the way they do a lot of their currencies they already use like digital remittance uh companies and stuff and it was a story of uh, of an Asian woman who was able to make forty thousand dollars a year off of the current remittance technology uh selling I think clothes online. Oh shit. And like it's gonna get real it's gonna get man it's gonna open up so much economic opportunities for everybody. People that shit people that motivationally speak and make YouTube like YouTube videos. Everybody that works, you're gonna be able to get paid every day instead of having to wait two weeks or a week for a check. You know how that like people gonna want to work. No one, I can. I'm going to get paid today. I'm going to get paid my fifty dollars or my hundred dollars or my two hundred dollars today for my job instead of having to wait two, three weeks. Like little, it's going to be little, little shit like that. That's going to change. That's not. That's going. That sounds little, but it's going to be such. It's going to be big. And I think it's going to start by shifting to that gold center because I noticed that trend. I noticed that trend, and I'm like, the central banks didn't like that. The central banks had control and they wanted to keep that control. And the only way you can get rid of the central banks is going back to a gold standard because it backs your country. It backs your country. Your country now becomes protected. This is why they started buying all the gold the last two, last couple of years. Yeah, I, think, I'll, you know? uh, I just wanted to add to the, one of the, the people that you talked about, uh, Gaddafi or Gaddafi, um, according to the ecologist.org, 
And this is taken back in 2011 from an email. Uh, Gaddafi's um, government holds 143 tons of gold and a similar amount in silver. This gold was accumulated prior to the current rebellion and was intended to be used to establish a pan-African based uh, a pan-African currency based on the Libyan golden dinar. This plan was designed to provide the francophone African countries with an alternative to the French franc. According to knowledge, knowledgeable individuals, this quantity of gold and silver is valued at more than $7 billion. French intelligence officers discovered this plan shortly after the current rebellion began. And this was one of the factors that influenced President Nicolas Sarkozy's decision to commit France to the attack on Libya. Um, and yeah, according to these individuals, Sarkozy's plans are driven by the following issues, a desire to gain a greater share of Libya oil production, increased French influence in North Africa. Um, and there was one other uh, thing I wanted to mention from this article. They say Gaddafi's uh, threatened attempt to establish an independent African currency was not taken lightly by Western in interests. In 2011, Sarkozy reportedly called the Libyan leader a threat to the financial security of the world. How could this tiny country of 6 million people pose such a threat? And uh, that goes into some background about that. So yeah, he was he was on his way trying to shift the, the globe. So they had to take him out. You know, he was trying to free the people, but... It just wasn't the right time. So now look where we're at now. And, you know, I want to put my 10-4 Kofi on real quick because, you know, ah, uh, man. A part of that Gassar, um, you can find a couple of different articles. They all be, they all talk about overall the same thing, but some include certain things and leave out certain things. And a part of a lot of what they, a lot of those articles just talks about the fact that we're going to go back to a republic and we're going to have, once it's announced, because it's going to officially be enforced. Um, and it says after a national emergency is called, I think it said 120 days after a national emergency is called, that's the signal that it's going to be, you know, in effect. Um, let me see, it's three, six, nine, 120 days after the national emergency. That was in February, so that would be like June. I think June is when they say New York is going to be lifted. Um, anyway, I don't really fall deep into that, but a part of it was talking about how we're going to have a new election. I don't think that doesn't, that's necessarily going to be soon, but I think they will use a chess piece to you know enact this to create a new election to where none of the Democratic candidates will even really count because it'll be a new form of government, a new election. And they would just throw that Biden and all that shit out the window. We would have a new level, new form of election. And I think a part of that, I've always said that something spiritual is going to happen. Some people say that it's going to be a mothership. I think that that will happen or something like that will happen. Like, I do think some people will return or some shit. And I know you saw, you probably saw the other day where the L.A. Times released a UFO video. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see you the know, video, but I saw. I know what you're talking about. 
I mean, they actually did release. Uh, I mean, it, it's, I, I actually recommend checking it out. Like, it's fucking interesting. It's because motherfuckers are, re- and it's so funny it was because they're releasing videos and let us know that UFOs exist, but we already know that they existed. So, like, it's not making news because we don't really care. That's what's so crazy about the times that we're in. And the motherfucker, man, that shit, yeah, that shit was real, man. It really was real. And it goes back to the Space Force thing, goes back to the transparency, it goes back to the conditioning or whatever. Um, but, you know, they released the UFO video. And I think a part of... It's like we've been new this, like... Uh, we, we've been new. We've been new. There is like, y'all, okay, now y'all want to show the real? We already had this shit like 10, 20 years ago. Shit, we, we know we know we, we know, know about we Roswell. Well. We know about all that shit. So all of it, and, and see the, the LA Times released it. So yeah, we already know the LA Times is just like CNN and all that shit or whatever. But I've been doing more research on you know these dead celebrities that's passed, and you know there's all these celebrities that they talked about they, that they fake their death and stuff. You hear? You hear? Oh about, man, you, about you know Tupac what? In Kentucky. Look, man, I ain't don't. I, I look, man, look, 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 look. Just pause for a second, please, please. Just pause for a second. Because, man, I had some weird shit that's that's been happening, man, here recently. And I'm gonna tell you, it's been after after this thought. You know, the thought I had, the thought that I fucking had. This is what I had. This is what I'm trying to get at. The last few weeks, I've been thinking. You know, I think okay, yeah, it's gonna be something spiritual. They talk about this asteroid, which some people are saying that's Planet X or Mother shit. I do think it's going to be a mothership. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be able to travel planets. Like I think within the next year, you know, we talked about the space force budget increasing and shit like that going from 15 mil to like, or 40 mil to like 15 bill next year. Like they know that they're going to, you know, be uh, releasing shit and whatever. I, I think we know, like, I think soon we're going to be able to literally as citizens, or at least if you got the bag after this financial shift, you're going to be able to tra- travel to other planets and shit. Because it's, it's, it's shit on other planets. Whatever. But leading up to that, I think one of the big things that's going to be uncovered is a part of this election is a lot of these fucking celebrities that they said that actually died, never died. They never died. Like, they never died. One or two things happened. What's, what's, what's been happening has been a bigger battle between good and evil. You know, the last... 400 years and it's going to be you know that's going to be at, at a certain point within the next with soon everything that everything's going to be uncovered and i think it's been a bigger battle of good and evil and i think a lot of the good you know the way that they've been able to continue on with this battle is that they fake their deaths at different aspects to either Utilize a certain Tesla technology, ancient Atlantis technology to where they can freeze. They can save their DNA and come back later times, freeze their bodies and come back later times, whatever. They can literally fake their deaths and come back. Man. And I think a lot of what I think a lot of what's been happening is like, you know, I think like Tupac, Bob Marley, Tosh, JFK, Tesla, Hitler, um, Gaddafi, Saddam, like. I thought before, like a lot of these people, they never die. They never die. Well, that, they never die. Like they, as you say that, they they never die. That. They never die, and they all they all knew about this technology. They all did something to where they went and hid 
to prepare for this election that's about to come up and on a global because it's going to be on a global scale. Where? But I think they 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 went ahead to prepare for this election to go up because like they literally could not be within a society. And let me I'm gonna add just a little bit more to it. What kind of confirm? They didn't confirm it, but I. Uh, I, I was on YouTube, and you know, out of the shadows, they put out documentary or whatever. They they put out the first documentary uh, that was ground groundbreaking. And they put out a second documentary where, and it, it was uh, yesterday. Um, and it talks about Tupac and these celebrities, and it actually brought up a theory. With it actually brought up document. Uh, you know, it talks about Q or whatever Q, which is they say they say like that's that's AI or whatever. And it, it brought us up accused and posting this shit recently. And it brought, I think it brought up a Q post or somebody had posted that talked about a practice that the that the wicked elites actually do. And it actually kind of confirmed what I said about how, you know, a lot of these, like, they talked about Tupac and it talks about how a lot of these people, they don't, they never really killed them or they did kill them. But what they do is that they feel like you got to, if they feel like you got to, you come from a, a strong DNA lineage or you got a high level of intelligence. They'll, they'll take that person and they'll literally just try to milk your fucking brain and and clone you as many times as they can. So that made me think. Oh, they what they did with this nigga Tupac was they took the original Tupac. They probably hid this nigga underground somewhere, clone this nigga. So the motherfucker that died was a clone. Same with Michael Jackson. Like all them niggas, all the motherfuckers. They did all well, them like that, and they about to come this back. Is plan- what you're saying uh, goes right into what I've been again a, a show I've I've been watching recently. It's like life imitating art. Uh, Westworld. Westworld goes into uh, that goes into um, not necessarily cloning, but goes into artificial intelligence that looks and acts exactly like humans goes into just intelligence within a, a system controlling uh, controlling uh, the economy and how people live their lives day to day based off of what the system projects and um, reprogramming people's minds to to work w- with the system as opposed to against. And the people that were against the system are what they call outliers. So I look at that and I can compare that and say that these celebrities that supposedly died were outliers. So on the show, if the person was an outlier and they didn't pass the reprogramming, they cryogenically freeze them and... um yeah, just have them in like the eternal slumber and like a, 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 a frozen tomb, so if you will. And they're allegedly on the show, they're, they're supposed to bring them back once the new world order is established. Once, once the mm. system's new projections come to uh, become a reality. So I kind of see that mirroring what's happening now and what you're talking about with the celebrities. I think it goes into that, like people like Pog, especially somebody like Pog that was so outspoken and um, he understood politics and, you know, he, he understood a lot of stuff that was going on in the world. So they probably tried to reprogram his brain 
You know, like you look at instances when they interviewed him in jail and he seemed like a different person. They probably already have been programming him during in jail if he was even in jail. But when he got out, his mind so strong that he went back to being who he was. So what did they do? They fake like he died. Notice, notice, and this is the biggest thing to me, um, going off on a side note. How in the hell all them bullets hit that car and Suge Knight doesn't get hit once? Come on, bro. Like, he doesn't get hit once in the vehicle, but Pac gets lit up. Like, it makes no sense. Because it was it was supposed on to be that way. It was supposed to be. Suge Knight obviously was in on this programming shit. He was in on uh, making Pac disappear. So he he took the bad rap behind it. But him and Suge are probably cool to this day. If Pac is still alive. Um, so Pac is an outlier. So they put him, they disappeared him. As opposed to making him uh, go into this frozen tomb where they freeze him. Until they want to bring them back. They just uh, remove them from society and make you think that he's gone when in actuality he's uh, he's filing for unemployment in Kentucky. So. I guess, uh, this nigga <laughs> living on an island, underground. Un- <laughs> he living on an underground island. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, but look, though. You know, this also go back there. You know, it's 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 just kind of getting it's getting grim, not grim. It's getting man, it's getting weird to me because once again, I'm gonna bring up JFK Jr. You know, um, for example, you how can you how can you say JFK Jr. How can you say he couldn't have mastered at that point faking a, faking his death? I mean, his his whole family literally was murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how can you say this motherfucker didn't didn't spend his early or his 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 life trying to master faking his death just to come back and the reason why i brought that up is because it's known that uh jfk jr was donald trump's best friend um and you know if this motherfucker donald trump is in cahoots with something something they call q which they call ai which they say this nigga ai is guy and, they, you know, I'm, I really do think that this nigga JFK Jr. thing, I think he faked his death. I'm starting to really think that this shit, this nigga's about to pop up in November because I found that he he created this uh, magazine called George. Uh, he had a ma- his own magazine called George. And some of the album covers, man, it predict- it's predicting a lot of what's going on now. But you can find this picture on Google where it has one of his album covers in the background where you can clearly see a picture of JFK and in the background, it has this poster that says Platform 2020. Like, as if he was running for president. That shit says Platform 2020. And, you know, he died in 99, and I don't really remember when he died. I don't remember that. I do remember, you know, certain aspects of my childhood. I don't remember that. Um, it was weird. I look, I've been looking, I looked at a couple of different news articles and shit. It was just weird. And I start to really think, man, I never watched Westworld. I've heard of it. Never really knew about the, you know, the 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 plot or the theme, um, but you know, I'm really starting to think that that is some type of shit that that's about that's about to happen because I I think that we lived in a t- we lived in a society that was just so de- demonic that, that if you were angelic, you it was no hiding like it's no hiding being out and like living in society like they had some probably some technology to track you or something man, but the bottom line is they were gonna. They were gonna find you and probably not kill you, but you your ass is gonna be grass. Like 
They were going to probably try to milk your mind, try to clone your DNA. I think they said they've been cloning since the 40s or some shit. Again, like like I had said some episodes before um, with uh, the stuff that uh, Young Chop was doing, the producer, his brother got on IG Live and said that he literally seen some a letter come in the mail that said clone aid on it. And this is, mind you, this isn't like a, a high profile celebrity. This is, he's more on the lower level, you know, if you know about hip hop and whatnot, his contributions. But still, he said he saw in the letter, it said clone aid. They cloned his fucking brother. You know, he's been wilding out on IG Live and shit, you know, like wanting to shoot and kill niggas and talking crazy or whatever. And Clone Aid has been around since uh, 1997. So, uh, a Canadian-based human cloning organization. Registered as a company in the Bahamas. Founded in 1997, it has philosophical ties with the UFO religion, realism, which sees cloning as the first step in achieving immortality. So, yeah, you can do your research on that if you want. Yeah, I think that, I think that, that shit, I think that they, yeah, they don't, they're not killing these motherfuckers. They cloning these motherfuckers probably thousands of times before they do probably kill them, if they ever do kill them. I think they probably clone them thousands of times and them inside some pod analyzing the brain waves. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, you feel like we covered a, a good amount of information this episode? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I was getting a call. A My bad. Point. I was getting a call. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I I was thinking it was a good point. We can wind down this episode. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a, been a good episode. I'm glad to get back at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, by the time the listeners hear this, we'll have another episode out, uh, which air, which will be out tomorrow. But that by the time they hear this, it will already be out. So we're just trying to stay on top of the content and uh, just keep moving forward with the podcast and keep bringing stuff that we we deem important to the listeners and. You know, also bring in some some uh, some funny stuff here and there, and trying to lighten up the mood here and there, but also be serious when we need to. Yep, I agree. Yeah, we're just trying to you know keep a keep a good vibe, you know, of uh, and build a foundation of uh, of growth, you know, and knowledge building. For sure, for sure. Um, so. In closing, do you have any uh, any final remarks? Uh, nah. I look back, look forward to getting back at it soon uh, for the next episode. True indeed, true indeed. And for me, I just look forward to uh, continuing the podcast and continuing to uh, to put up the put out the stuff that matters even on like a smaller level that we're on right now we're going to continue to grow 
for many for many uh, years to come. And this is just the beginning. We're a year into this, and I feel like we got a lot more to discuss. You know, and we just we're just uh, scratching the surface because all of pretty much everybody's time is a lot of it news wise has been taken up with this, which is important because this is something landmark that's going on right now. But when stuff starts to reopen, then we'll probably have more diverse topics to talk about. But as of now, this is really everything literally the shit that matters like i mean ain't nothing else really to talk about um so yeah now also if uh you listen to this podcast and you enjoyed it and like what you heard if you could if you could follow us on our soundcloud page at divine council podcast or follow us on twitter at podcast divine that would be greatly appreciated You can also listen to this podcast via SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and pretty much we're on all of like the major streaming platforms, and there's other ones out there too that we're on as well. And uh, yeah, if you if you really enjoy this podcast, if you could give us a review, uh, specifically on like Spotify or Apple give us a, a rating that helps with visi- our visibility. A five-star rating will help uh, with visibility. And yeah, we're just going to keep at it. And as always, I like to leave the listeners with a quote. And this quote is about life. And I'm looking it up on the spot right now. Um, let me see if I can find something. And this is uh, actually perfect timing to, to quote him. Uh, this is a quote from JFK. The courage of life is often a less dramatic spectacle than the courage of a final moment, but it is no less a magnificent mixture of triumph and tragedy.